Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Would you ever run for office again? I'd rather set myself on fire than to run for office again. You know, the only reason I asked that question, because I expected an answer just like that. Anyway, uh, former... Uh, You're a... I assume I'm getting that as a compliment. I'll take that as a backhanded compliment. You're an S. So, Boehner, knowing he's on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, still drops an S-bomb. He just does not care anymore. Or he's always bleary-eyed. Yes. Is he just always buzzed? Does he live the always buzzed lifestyle? I think it's entirely possible that he does. Plus, he has no S's to give. He does not care i'd rather set myself on fire than run for office yeah i hear that the more i read of his book it's amazing that he ever did he's not the kind of guy that wants to do that stuff right and he became (laughs) speaker of the house which is famously especially you know these days you've got to be the best person with a knife in the house to get that job. I mean, you've got to cut people off the knees. You got to raise money like a lunatic. You got to be a, a brilliant strategist, or so they say. Uh, one more nugget from the book, just while it's on my mind, because I keep reading the book and coming across interesting stuff. Boy, he, he pretty really, entertaining, huh? Uh, he uh, he really talks about how ruthless Nancy is and how how good she is and how he he just never could be as ruthless as her. He'd he'd cut you know people that had been great loose if it was to her advantage. With just like that, and he just never felt like he could do that. But anyway, um, talking about how Mitch McConnell is, and Mitch McConnell's a brilliant strategist, one of the smartest people in all of government, blah, 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 nothing but praise for Mitch McConnell. But he mentioned uh, early on that he had uh, he had some he had some friends that had been in the House that were there in the Senate now, Lindsey Graham, people like that. They'd gone from the House to the Senate, and he felt like he had kind of like an inside track on the Senate, and he had a meeting with Mitch McConnell, and he started throwing out, I hear over in the Senate this, or here over in the Senate that. And they talked and everything like that. And at the end, Mitch McConnell was headed out of his office and turned around and said, I'll make a deal with you. And uh, said, I will never assume I know anything about what's going on in your house. And don't you ever assume you have any idea what's going on in the Senate. And mm. turned around and walked out. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Wow. But uh, that's between people on the same side. In the words of Kurt Cobain, uh, Cobain territorial pissings. I guess so. Pardon the uh, frank we, uh, language. We need to talk about that Tesla that exploded in flames and set off a forest fire. Um, yes. Yes. We should talk about that coming up with no driver behind the wheel. That, that could set back the whole driverless movement a little bit. Well, and what was going on exactly is quite the wacky mystery. Uh, I tell you what, though, what's harder to put out than a Tesla on fire? Nothing. Nothing is. It's the story of the, 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 how much water it took and how long it took to finally extinguish that fire is crazy. And I'm a big Tesla fan. I'm a big Elon Musk fan. But that caught my attention, certainly. Uh, so that story, uh, tragic, scary, and uh, funny, wacky. Stay tuned for it. You know, i got to follow up. i got to finish this story from OutKick about these Chinese sneaker companies that are writing huge checks to NBA stars, and they're happily cashing them and not saying a single critical word about China, even as they criticize the crap out of the United States. Jackie made the point that it's fine to be held to higher standards in China. And I think that's absolutely true, but I don't even think that's the the question here. You cannot be a high-handed lecturer on human rights while profiting from slavery. You just can't. 
you give up the moral high ground. I think, in fact, I think it's repugnant. You got Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors has an eighty million dollar deal with Anta Chinese Corporation uses slave labor. So does his Warrior teammate James Wiseman. Has Golden State Warrior head coach Steve Kerr, a consistent left wing zealot, commented on at least two of his players pocketing money from companies companies profiting off Muslim slave labor cotton picking? We must have missed it. It must be a difficult question for Kerr. That, for the record, was his cowardly comment when he was asked if he supported basic human rights in China. He said, that's a complicated question. Now, see, that that's what I'm talking about. I, I, again, we can hold ourselves to higher standards than China. I don't think it automatically makes you a, a, a bad company if you do business in China and do business in the United States and you criticize the United States. But if you're asked point blank about China, you got to be honest. You can't say it's complicated. You got to stay, you got to say <laughs> full throatedly, no, slave labor is bad. No, you can't anymore. You'll get banned in China and they would rather have the money. And that's, okay, that, that's the sin that they will keep their silence and keep profiting off of slaves. I mean, it's not like just in general China is soft on slavery and you're doing business with China and that's wrong. No, you're you're getting paid money from slavers. It's like, you know, Colonel Watsis in, in Mississippi in 1840 is paying you. And yet you're 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 making all sorts of self-righteous noise about civil rights. It's insane. Dwayne Wade has a shoe and clothing deal with Lee Ning, and that deal has been so successful he's recruiting additional players, riding high in slave labor cotton, y'all. Goes on and on. We'll post this at armstrongandgetty.com from outkick.com. but it is uh, it is withering. We should mention the um, all the major networks are blowing out programming today, and obviously the cable news channels because they got nothing. But uh, the big networks they're they're blowing out their big money shows to take the Chauvin trial live with the closing arguments today, and I think it's because they they, they know what's coming down the road. Um, there's going to be a verdict, and then there's going to be rioting all across the country. Mm-hmm. So they want people to see this. And much of the writing will be excused or described as protesting by the mainstream well, media, which I, will just be thrilling. So was there, a, I don't remember where we were on this. Did you believe that he was overcharged, Chauvin? Uh, no. No, probably not. Not in this case. So I have a concern that a lot of people that are going to be angry when he's not convicted of murder, don't know that he's not really, that's not even an option. Don't you think? that there? Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That are, it would be very easy to spin it into some sort of horrific miscarriage of justice when he's convicted of the highest charge that the prosecutors thought they could get a conviction right, for. Right, yeah. I, um, I, I think there's a decent chance of that, that a lot of people that are going to be riding in the street don't realize that if he gets the worst thing he's been charged with, it's not going to meet what you thought was coming. Right, right. Um, I'm reviewing just to make sure second degree. Oops, it just reset on me. I hate that. Uh, second degree unintentional felony murder, third degree depraved mind murder, and second degree manslaughter. So, and and again, I've I've read what these charges are a couple of times, and I can't remember. So, yeah, the average person smashing windows in the street doesn't have any interest in this whatsoever. Al Sharpton has arrived on the scene with George oh, Floyd's help. brother, awaiting that'll the help. verdict from the jury. Yeah, that's sure to calm things down. 
none of the charges require the state to prove that Derek Chauvin intentionally killed Mr. Floyd. Uh, the difference in the three charges is really mostly about Derek Chauvin's mental state. The first charge is second-degree unintentional felony murder. The state needs to prove Chauvin committed a felony. Um, it means proving that Chauvin knew he was committing a crime and that he was assaulting Floyd when the 46-year-old died as a result. So there was rioting all across America from coast to coast over the weekend. What was that all about? Was that it was a combination of the guy shot in Minneapolis where the woman thought she was using the taser, and then the thirteen-year-old Manhattan Ch- Center, yeah, the thirteen-year-old yeah. in Chicago. What so? What's your take on that one? Oh, it's 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 terrible. This this guy, he's a kid, he's a child. He's being recruited to the gang lifestyle by this six-time arrested. 21-year-old gangbanger. Cops respond to shots fired. They see these two guys running away with a gun. The one cop goes after the 13-year-old who has the gun in his hand. And then he he stops, turns, ditches the gun. The kid. The kid, right? The, The young man ditches the gun as he turns. The cop thought he still had the gun in his hand. Single shot killed him. And then immediately tried to resuscitate him and stop the bleeding and the rest of it. Um, and, and of course, that's outrageous because the mainstream media makes it act as if it's like you can pause the video anytime and the cop can take a look and see, is that the gun? Because the light isn't good at all here and, and, and stop. So again, and this, it's a tragedy that a young man has been victimized by the gang lifestyle in Chicago. But the idea that you can go nine, really nine and a half steps down the ten steps it takes for you to be dead and that cop shows up. With those nine steps haven't been taken, and all of a sudden, in the dark of night, in a bang, a moment that happens that quickly, all of a sudden, it's a horrific racist police shooting. That just doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll tell you what, that's uh, not a good picture when you, you do the freeze frame. I'm not, a, uh, well, I'm not making any judgment. Um, but if you freeze frame it, and you got a 13-year-old standing there with his hands up, that's, right. that's a good way to, uh, you know, to inflame a situation. Yeah. Because yep. it looks really bad. It does. It's absolutely awful. So you, so that was what the writing was over the weekend before the George Floyd verdict even comes down today or whenever. Right, yeah. The combination between that and the Manhattan Center shooting. Oof. Yeah. And then you got the tension in the air. It's guaranteed. There's going to be looting. There's going to be rioting, fires. The people will die. And most of it will be over mistaken perceptions. I watched the Sunday shows, and they were very, very careless with these stories. Didn't even attempt to throw in a, of course, there's this side of it, or you could look at it this way. Didn't even attempt. They just wow. kept saying things like rioting over the weekend over uh, more shootings perceived as racist, you know, and not pushing back at that at all. Yeah. yeah. Not explaining well, any of the particulars. It's going to be something damn near a race war this uh, oh boy, this week in America, this I is, think. This is a serious, serious problem. Yeah, it is. It is. And the media plays such a huge role in whipping things up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got to watch the news. That's a good idea. That's a solid decision, son. Uh, Yeah, Sean, let's hear clip number 64. This is ass clown Chris Cuomo on CNN. And you know what the answer is? You really do. You don't like it. I don't like it. It scares me. Shootings, gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, you, I know when they'll change. Your kids start getting killed? White people's kids start getting killed? 
smoking that doobie that's actually legal probably in your state now, but they don't know what it was, and then the kid runs and it pop, 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 pop. Cop was justified. Why'd you run? Oh, he had a baseball game tonight. Huh. The white kid. Oh, big family. That house over there. Those start piling up. What is going on with these police? Oh, what? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That kind of mania? That kind of madness? That'll be you. What is he talking about? I don't know. Is he stoned himself? Numb nut. Was he the guy smoking pot that he referred to? That, that, that was a word salad. I didn't order a word salad. Hey, Hans, we're about out of time. Yeah, we got to take a break. Okay, I got, I got, I got a recommendation for you that I want you to stick around for. We should talk through the Tesla fire when we come back. Yes, we also have the um, woman who was attacked by the bobcat. We talked about the video last week. We did not talk about the audio. I'd seen the video. I've not heard the audio. Oh, the audio is chilling. The video was entertaining enough. I've not heard the audio. Well, and the husband is perhaps the greatest American hero. <laughs> so all that on the way. It's good stuff. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, I am sore today. Bike ride, trampoline, several rounds of wrestling with my kids, then a bunch of yard work, and I am just sore today. Very wholesome. Yeah. Henry, when we're wrestling, he says, it's time for Henry's rage. And then he goes berserko, and then it just, then it's on. He doesn't I, fight fair. He tries to break your fingers. What do you call that, Sean? Small digit manipulation. That's not allowed. That's I'm a gonna, no-go. I'm going to have to mention that. Uh, that's great. Even in cage fighting, that's not allowed. <laughs> when I used to wrestle my kids, my three kids back in the day, I would invent these uh, pro wrestling moves. And I would announce them in advance. I would say something like, time for the Alabama double whammy. Yeah. And then I'd do something <laughs> or <other> awesome. and... <laughs> Yeah, when they were like, when I was wrestling, when they were like four and six, it was different than they are now at like nine and 11. It's just... <laughs> Number one, you got to keep your junk covered. <laughs> There's a pro tip. That's better than being, uh, still easier than being attacked by a bobcat out of nowhere. So I mentioned this video last week. It's a very entertaining 45 seconds. You see this guy come out. Uh, it's like a, a camera looking down on a driveway in a typical suburb, and you see the camera there, and you see this guy come out, and he puts a cup of coffee on the hood of his car and waves Greets to his, his neighbor and everything. Yeah, it's nice. It's and awesome. Then all of a sudden, his wife is, comes out with something on her face, and he grabs a bobcat and throws it across the yard. <laughs> well, she actually, she comes out with an animal carrier. I, um... And and it's thought that might have set off the the uh, the rabid bobcat. Well, I'd only seen the video; I hadn't heard the audio. So let's listen to the audio from that. Good morning. I need to wash my car. Watch out! 
It's a bobcat? A bobcat! <laughs> wow, that's, that's something. Oh, this guy geez. rushes to his wife's age. There's a rabid bobcat tearing her up. He grabs it without fear, wrestles it around, then hurls it across his front lawn, or then warns his neighbors. Well, literally. A bobcat! <laughs> literally rabid, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, it had rabies. And which yeah. sucks. How how about its its weird call there at the beginning? Can we listen oh. to that? It sounds like it sounds like me doing. Here's what I think a bobcat would sound like. So, did it come from like underneath the car or something? No, no it, it trotted across the street. Yeah, early okay. on in the video, you can kind of see it dart across the street oh, towards, boy. towards the driveway. Oh, chilling boy. man, rabid beast. Jeez, you would have a bobcat attacking my wife. A part of your brain would kick in that doesn't usually get used, like your caveman brain. Oh yeah, that's used to that sound and and you know fighting for your life with a with a beast. Again, sounds like a bad bobcat imitation. It's like I always say, sheep sound like a guy making a sheep noise. They sound. Ah! Like... Ah! Right, that was bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> In a related story. <laughs> So a Tesla with nobody behind the wheel catches fire. I have a feeling this could set back the whole driverless car thing a little bit. We'll have to get into the details on this when we come back. Don't monger fear now. It's, it's, uh, It's an interesting case. There is a madcap quality to it, even though two people are dead. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He did not die of a drug overdose. That's not how he died. He didn't die of excited delirium. You heard about excited delirium. Right? Dr. Smock, uh, who testified about excited delirium, told you, explained to you, he didn't, uh, George Floyd did not exhibit any of the signs of excited delirium, one of which being super, superhuman strength. Nonsense. There's no superhuman strength. There's no superhuman strength. There's no superhumans. Impervious to pain. Nonsense. You heard him. You saw him. He was not impervious to pain. It's nonsense. So that's a little of the closing wow. argument from the prosecutor. Well, they, yeah, clearly, they would have lost me right there. I don't know if they would have lost me completely or permanently, but, I mean, it's it's absolutely known that somebody who's hammered or on certain drugs does not feel pain and fights cops like a tiger. Everybody knows that. How interesting. Um, uh, most of the court watchers I like that I think are being fair feel like the prosecution had a pretty good go of it and the defense had a pretty bad go of it, which a lot of it might have to do just with the situation you're in. And we're uh, well aware that's not a universally held opinion, but that seems to be, you know, most reasonable people. It, but, uh, it's know. a diff- difficult situation to defend, perhaps. But regardless, uh, cities across America are going to be on fire, I think, when the verdict comes down today, tomorrow. Two weeks from now, whenever. No matter what it is. Partly because people won't understand the verdict and its significance. Partly because those who are intent on tearing down the system want rioting. As long as your Tesla doesn't drive you into a tree, uh, you'll be able to 
see how this turns out. That was a fine transition, but Thank I was you. going to point out that milita- Minneapolis looks like a military fortress ahead of the verdict. There are thousands of National Guard members, cops from all over the state spread out. It looks like an armed camp. Well, that can probably protect the downtown from rioting, but it can't protect you from your test still driving you into a tree. <laughs> there he goes. All right. All right. We'll talk about that later. So two men died. After a Tesla that authorities believe was operating without anyone in the driver's seat crashed into a tree Saturday night north of Houston, traveling at a high rate of speed, lost it going around a curve around 1130 at night, uh, smashed into the tree. Both guys died. Uh, preliminary investigation is 99.9% sure there was no one at the wheel of the vehicle. And do I understand a whole bunch of people were watching this? Uh, That's that what I, don't I know. read. Well, they now, took it for kind of a joyride situation. Everybody's like, I, I think it was a, the way I took it was it was a, you know, look at my cool car. Look, we can do this. A bunch of people were out watching this happen, and it just took off, went around this corner super fast, and smashed into the tree. Much to everybody's horror. Interesting. I had the, the Wall Street Journal didn't include that. I read their version of the story. <clears throat> they mentioned that. Uh, some people believe that terms like autopilot and self-driving give drivers a false sense of the vehicle's ability. Well, and that it's not true autopilot; it's just assisted. Well, we got to work that out. the The only appeal to autopilot to me really is that I can read a newspaper or sleep or something. Uh, other than that, I'm not going to pay extra however many thousands of dollars. I'll just drive myself. You're going to shoe a horse while you're in the, the self-driving and read a newspaper. <laughs> okay, read a newspaper. Read something on my phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a terrible example to give. Yeah, see, I'm a churn direction some butter. <laughs> I want to churn some butter while I'm in what my Tesla. What is that, the olden days? I need both of my hands free to get the churn going at the proper speed. <laughs> So listen to this, though. This is crazy. It took emergency responders about four hours and 32,000 gallons of water to put out the fire that engulfed the electric vehicle. High-voltage batteries like the one used in Teslas can reignite after being damaged, even after firefighters have extinguished the fire, according to the NTSB. So here's here's what I envisioned. I don't know if this is accurate or not, because I don't remember how much of this I uh, was guessing and how much of it was in the article. But it sounded to me like somebody who got a Tesla wanted to show off to his friends his cool Tesla, which it is cool. I, we, uh, it's an amazing machine. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're incredible. Our agent has one. Our sales manager has one. It's just they're they're absolutely amazing. But anyway, uh, I'm thinking perhaps alcohol was involved. People were having a good time. Hey, look at this. So he's in the passenger seat. He's in the back seat. Everybody's and, cracking up, laughing, and pointing. Yeah, and everybody's, oh, my God. And then it just screams around a corner and smashes into a tree and bursts into a flame. They're both dead. The, the, a bunch of trees catch on fire. It takes forever to get the fire out. I mean, it ends up being a tragedy quickly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's that's the way I took this story. 32,000 gallons. How, is it, how much is in the average swimming pool? I don't know. I can't even imagine what 32,000 gallons looks like. Four, Four gallons? Four hours? Four hours? Four gallons, a million? I don't know. <laughs> what? I have no guess. Four gallons would be a very small swimming pool. So It'd be I a th- large sink. <laughs> I think this could set back the whole autopilot thing, because people just kind of hear a little bit about stories, especially stories that aren't you know national crises, and those were misled on. And they'll just remember, oh, yeah, I heard about the autopilot thing. He crashed into a tree and killed the guy. And... I think this is going to be something to overcome for the driverless car technology. I mean, they keep talking about 
all the truck driver jobs that are going to go away because of the technology for trucks to drive on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're telling me people are assuming that autopilot means you don't need. Well, how is how are truck driving jobs going to go away unless you don't have truck drivers there? Well, uh, yeah, but the, the problem is that we're you know x um, x percentage along the road to perfecting that technology. And everybody but these two guys know we're not all the way there yet. You don't turn your car loose. <laughs> you got to stay in the driver's seat. Um, we just pro- did a story last week about cars delivering pizzas to our homes. I thought those were tiny little drones that look like mailboxes on wheels. Oh, they're bigger than that. They'd certainly kill you if they hit you at 30 miles an hour. Oh, really? Or a kid, certainly. I must have misunderstood that story. Anyway, oh, but the problem is we're not nearly to the point that we've got fully autonomous vehicles everywhere, whether trucks or cars or whatever, and they're pissed off at Tesla for using terms like full self-driving and autopilot, meaning you got to stay in the seat and keep your hands ready. They don't want them using those terms because doofuses make the wrong assumptions, I guess. The lawyers are going to get a hold of this. I, I just I don't know how our legal situation, and this this drives me crazy, it's the whole why we can't have trampolines or it's almost impossible to own a horse in California now and all that sort of stuff. I don't see how we're ever going to have driverless vehicles. One person gets killed. I just don't see how it'll happen. Uh, if, you can't have a freaking, if you can't have a freaking trampoline. Uh, right. Right. I hear you. The automakers will uh, hire the best lobbyists in the world to get legislation written in exchange for generous campaign uh, contributions that, that holds them at least uh, to some extent harmless. That's a good point, because there's not enough money behind the trampoline industry to counter that. Mm. How about a self-driving horse? No, that pizza delivery thing was like a small car. All right. Yeah. So, And they're talking about that being completely on its own. And those will be the, the, the critical mass that we hit of, of driverless stuff will be fleets and commercial stuff before it's We're, residential. It, with this Tesla doing what it did and now the, 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 the response being, no, nobody's suggesting these things are ready to have a driver. Well, then we're a long freaking way away from a little car coming through my neighborhood with a pizza. A lot further away than I was led to believe by that article last week. What percentage of the pizza's goodness do you think vanishes when it's delivered? Depends on the place, I guess. As opposed best... to eating it there? Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to eating it there. Well, m- most people haven't eaten at the pizza place in quite a while. Well, they ought to go. I have. It's delicious. Um, yeah, just the, the delivered pizza, always disappointing to me. There's just... always a piece missing, too. No, no, there isn't. You need a better pizza place. Um, I just it's, it's not hot enough. The cheese is kind of congealed, and it's, uh, the toppings are losing their luster. I don't know if I've eaten a pizza. I don't do delivery much, but I go and pick it up and bring it home, which is the same thing. I don't know if I've eaten a pizza at a pizza place in the last 10 years. Really? Yeah. Oh, Judy and I do that all the time. I don't think I ever. I don't think I have in the last decade. I would point out though that you're just delivering one pizza. You're not one of five stops that guy is making mm-hmm. with your pizza. But it's still you're going to get it a good because I live out in the country. Going to get it a good twenty minutes after it was right. You, you can throw it in the oven, reheat that puppy, but it's it's still not quite right. Go out, support your local pizza joint. Have a nice <laughs> pitcher of root beer. No, I want a. 
uh, a maniac driverless vehicle to come screaming through my cul-de-sac. <laughs> what? What are you? What are you whipping up fear for? That if it catches on fire, it'll take two days to put out. <laughs> You're such a luddite. And the pizza will be burnt. I don't want the. I don't want the ability to drive cars taken away from me, and I fear that that's where we're going. I think it's just. I think that's the track we're on. You'll be cold and dead in the ground before that happens. Pro- well, especially now because I think this was a setback, but. Probably because you're run over by a pizza drone. When I hear pizza drone, uh, I think, okay, we're that much closer to I'm not going to get to drive anymore. Because as soon as they get the computers that are perfect, how are you going to fight back against the art? 30,000 people die on our roadways. How many people have to die before we, and we still allow people to drive? And it'll just be taken away from us. We won't be allowed to drive anymore. And I hate that. Well, fans of Rush know you go to your uncle's farm and you take his red barchetta and you race all over the countryside until the secret police come to get you. The motor laws, Jack, it's science fiction, mm. which I know you hate. I do. Elon Musk's internet satellite venture is getting all sorts of criticism, too. He is wants this to the put... same guy that trashes Teslas into trees? No, he doesn't. He told them to stay in the driver's seat. Luddite. He's trying to send some 12,000 satellites into orbit to beam super-fast Internet to every yes. corner of the Earth. I'm pro this. And they've sought permission for 30,000 more. But rival companies, companies, take two, rival companies are saying it's too dangerous and bad for the environment. And the Biden administration wants to allot however many hundred billion dollars to uh, setting up the old style all across the country. Oh, while Elon go with Musk. wires. While Elon Musk is going to come up with a way that we don't need that at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it reminds me of, uh, you know, like the uh, the stupid idiot vampire train that can't be killed in California because choo-choo trains are clearly the future. Spending $100, 200000000000 billion on that as new technologies come along that will render it obsolete before it's even launched. But that's the gummit for you. What are you going to do? Um, do you have a guess as to how long the jury will have to deliberate on this trial? Nope. Could be an hour and a half. Could be a week and what, a half. Wasn't OJ like later that day? Yeah, I think it was like two and a half hours, and that included lunch. They had to Damn. call everybody back. People were assuming it was going to be days and days, and then you know people left the airport to get it back to the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, So we could get a verdict today. Yeah, it, it literally could be two hours or two weeks. Does it tend to be faster if it's a dismissal than if it's a guilty? Or is that uh An acquittal, you mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I do not know the answer to that. Okay. Hung jury is going to take a long dang time. Um, the war is they'll not- argue and argue and argue, and then they'll go to the judge and tell them, we can't decide, and we all hate each other, and the judge is going to say, get back in there. Get a verdict. The so-called war in Afghanistan is going to wrap up on September 11th, for better or not. Get some more information on that whole deal as it continues to be argued and uh, bantered about in among uh, public intellectuals. And a whole bunch of other stuff that we got to get to. Armstrong and Getty. I probably just played ball a little bit too much with the producers, but literally, like, they, you don't see us on camera, like, 
so many times I was being given this. Um, so either producers, if like they think it's a good time to kiss, they'll, they'll tell you to do this, like they'll tap their fingers or they have their phone that says kiss <laughs> behind the girl's head. Um, the first night though, it's usually their names behind their head just to kind of remind me. And then it'll segue from that to, all right, you should do this. We think it's a good time. I'm like, well, all right. That's funny. That's a Bachelor contestant um, uh, talking about it on The Bachelor. That's funny. They hold the name behind the girl's head. So you remember, oh. Uh, Ashley, can I kiss you? Yes. I've never met anybody like you before, Ashley. Let's say Botter? Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um. So for better or worse, we're getting out of Afghanistan September 11th on the 20th anniversary of uh, the attacks. I hate the the date. The decision, I don't know. I I, I think if I had my way, he would have come out and said, the war is over. It hasn't been a war for a long time. Let's stop calling it a war. Let's stop pretending it a war. We're not going to rebuild Afghanistan. What we're there to do is this. We're going to keep a couple thousand troops so that we can keep an eye on things, blah, blah, blah. I wish Mm -hmm. that's what we were doing, but we're not. Um, 800,000 servicemen and women have served at least one tour in Afghanistan wow. over the 20 years. 800,000. Wow. It's absolutely amazing. But the New York Times had an article pointing out there are a few people that know more about this than Joe Biden. He was the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee during the time that this all got started and has visited there countless times and has had hundreds of briefings on Afghanistan as chair of the Foreign Relations Committee with access to all the top information, then as vice president under Obama for eight years, and now as president of the United States. I mean, there's hardly anybody's more knowledgeable on it than him. If he remembers it. Ooh. He is 80. Ooh. there. Uh, Mr. Biden, this is from the New York Times, Mr. Biden had sat through hundreds of briefings on Afghanistan Afghanistan during his years as a senator, vice president, and presidential candidate. Few, if any, of the advisors who joined him for his four big Afghanistan policy debates he's recently had could tell him anything he hadn't heard before. He's always been a, uh, for getting out. In 2008, jeez, that's a long time ago. In 2008, <laughs> during visits to Afghanistan as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, he found confusion at all levels about our strategy and objectives, Robert Gates, the defense secretary at the time, wrote in his memoir. I remember that. Mr. Biden was so frustrated with the Afghan leadership, Mr. Gates added, that he once threw down his napkin and walked out of a dinner with President Hamid Karzai. So going back to 2008, he thought it was a mess. As vice president, Mr. Biden clashed with the Pentagon, including Mr. Gates and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, about troop levels in the country, arguing for bringing them down to a minimal counterterrorism force. That's kind of interesting. That's what I was just saying would be my sweet spot. That's what he was arguing for, but now he just wants to get completely out. And continuing to call it a war, which is interesting, because he was aware of what it was. He lost that battle, the New York Times says. And Mr. Biden was furious that Barack Obama, um, as reported in Barack Obama's memoir, generals who were trying to force a decision to commit additional troops. So Obama got talked into more troops, and Trump got talked into leaving troops there longer. Um, Mr. Obama wrote in his memoir that Mr. Biden used a vivid epithet and, and warned him about generals who were trying to box in a new president. The vice president leaned forward, putting his face a few inches from mine, and stage whispered, don't let them blank you, Mr. Obama recalled. Hmm. But I don't think Barack Obama or Donald Trump, neither coming from as uh, uh, 
you know, a background of having as much knowledge about this felt comfortable making a tough decision. Barack Obama, who's been, or Joe Biden, who's been involved in this so long at so many different levels, is fine with going against all the recommendations he's getting, by the way, according to reports in the New York Times, are to not do this. Hmm. And he That's just, interesting. He just sat down and said, we're doing it, we're leaving. And everybody is against it. I don't care what you say, we're leaving. Yeah, the other aspect of this, I think, is that the messaging, uh, we're in the era of all messaging being just horrifically oversimplified. I think you just you want to keep it so stupid simple. We're ending the war. We're coming home. A subtlety like it's not been a war for a very long time. It's a quick reaction terrorism force stationed in Afghanistan. The American people can't handle that. I wish I he guess. I wish he felt like he could treat us more like grownups and say that. But although he, he's he knows that and is elected to cancel that quick reaction force, I would like to hear his reasoning. Yeah. I get the reasoning why we're ending the war, because it was over a long time ago. It might be if you see his daily briefings every day on Russia, China, and Iran. It might be that. Um, uh, or it might be just the Afghan government is so completely hapless, any time or wealth spent propping them up is wasted. He's definitely sticking his neck out, though. If so, you know, if an ISIS-like thing if, uh, comes about in Afghanistan that we have to deal with, all these generals that were telling him it was a terrible idea, are going to be going to the press or writing books or whatever. Yeah, I suppose so. We need to tell you about Mood TV, which I have not tried yet. It's Earth Moods, but it's a part of Mood TV. And the scandal at West Point, speaking of the military. Armstrong and Getty.